For more than a decade, ever since the publication of his National Book Award-winning The Corrections, Franzen has been a prominent player on the U.S. cultural scene. His notorious flap with Oprah, 2001, his frequent New Yorker pieces, and his three books of personal essays, How to Be Alone, 2002, The Discomfort Zone, 2006, Farther Away, 2012, have guaranteed that he remains emphatically visible. His second blockbuster novel, Freedom, 2010, gained for him a readership even larger than the huge one for the corrections. The two novels, taken together, took on the status of a phenomenon to be reckoned with, one that time duly acknowledged by putting him on its cover as great American novelist. Since then, Franzen's fame has remained at a high, at times almost unbearable pitch. A number of his peers, notably women novelists, have complained in public that the lion's share of attention devoted to him distorts the literary picture. It conceals from public view others' no less remarkable work. Franzen agrees. The avalanche of attention is beyond his control, and he might have been as surprised as he was gratified. How did an insecure, introspective child and morbidly suspicious young intellectual, a figure adamantly distrustful of popular culture and its blandishments, become a 21st century mainstream cultural magnet? More to the point, how did the suspicious intellectual loner and the mainstream writer idolized by millions and despised by sizable numbers come together as one person? The answer to the second question posed earlier, what is the comedy of rage, emerges as a response to the first question, who is Jonathan Franzen and what gives him his extraordinary hold on contemporary readers across the globe? To work out this answer properly is the task of my book. We can begin by noting that deeply embedded in Franzen's sense of himself, inculcated there during his childhood, his adolescence, and his elite college experience, there lodges a skittish and corrosive skeptic. This is a liberated mind that looks upon much of the human drama around him, both zoom-lens-specific and wide-angle general, with scorn, even rage. Why, such a mind often wonders, are people so foolishly caught up in routines that a modicum of self-awareness might save them from? Why do they seem to be sleepwalking through their lives? Before dismissing as mere misanthropy, Franzen's urge to critique and decry, we might note that it gives his work its negative energy its edgy charge and verve. It also has ensured, less pleasantly, that Franzen's relation to himself and to the world at large is riddled with distrust. This is a man who can take little for granted, certainly not himself, and who has had, slowly and painfully, to learn the cost of his own estrangement. During the mid-1990s, through a process that is ultimately mysterious, though I shall do my best to unpack it, he manages to analyze the distress caused by his relentless critical energies. He becomes capable of granting that the elements of his world, including himself in it, are all right. Troubled and troublemaking, but all right, deserving to exist, even to be loved. Franzen comes to recognize that, however defective, he, like other men and women, has not only been given love by others, but is capable of giving it as well. What I came to consider as the money in the bank, he told me in an October 2013 interview, was that people loved me, and that came to seem like the key to everything. Not merely creating characters who could function as psychological objects, but making sure that love was implicit in the relationship between the author and the character. The oppositional encounter of rage and love produces, as Franzen's novelistic signature, the inimitable comedy of his work. Franzen's comedy unfolds in the writer, on the page, when the corrosive insights of rage and alienation 
accommodated and made bearable by the generosity of love, grasped the human drama, his own, that of others, in its comic pathos. His novelistic signature, yes, but an inherently unstable one. Each of the two stances toward the world that enabled Franzen's comedy, Rage and Love, threatens to take over the writing enterprise to register an indiscriminate no, rage, or yes, love. Indeed, love is a latecomer to Franzen's sense of himself and understanding of his work. No reader of Franzen's first two novels would identify love for his cast of characters as a driving energy. Corrosive rage, as I shall show later, holds sway. Moreover, his stance of radical critique, an inexhaustible dislike of what he finds all around him, does not simply mellow out in Franzen's later years. The Krauss Project, Franzen's last book prior to his just-appearing new novel, Purity, is studded with Swiftian diatribes against the mindlessness of online American culture. An instance, the actual substance...